Hello and welcome to another episode of the Powwow Life Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Gowder, and this is the show about all things Native American culture. Powwows.com is your place to explore and celebrate Native culture, and we welcome everyone here. Fall is here, or almost. We're At least we're back to school. Powwow season was awesome this summer, and we've got many more powwows coming, so don't think it's over just because the summer is ending. We've got two webcasts coming up in the next month or so with United Tribes and Morongo, so definitely check those out at www.powwows.com slash watch live. But the important thing here about fall is not only great powwows coming up, but it's time for football again. So sports fans, tonight's show is all about fall sports and the native athletes to follow. Each year, I always sit down with our good friend Brent Kawi over at IndianSports.com, and we talk about the Native American athletes you should be watching during the fall. There's some incredible athletes that he tells us about in uh, college and professional sports that we should be looking out for this year. So it's going to be a fun fall and lots of good uh, action on the football field and other sports and with lots of incredible athletes and stories to follow. I want to hear from you, though. Let me know who your team is. Who are you following this this fall? Who are you cheering for? Uh, I'll tell you, and I talk about it in the interview, I'm, my South Carolina Gamecocks have another impossible task ahead of us. We've had a rough few years, um, and this fall is no different. We've got the toughest schedule in America so I'm hoping that we can just show some improvement and some promise for future years and maybe sneak up on a few teams and surprise them. So let me know what what team you're cheering for and what you're hoping to have happen with your team in the football season. And with that, we'll get to our interview with IndianSports.com, Brent Cowie. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Powwow Life. I'm really excited uh, to have my guest on tonight. We do this about once a year. Uh, he is uh, my, my my rival or but um, and, and friend to talk college sports and, and other sports with. So Brent from IndianSports.com is here again to talk about um, the upcoming football season, but we'll also talk about uh, native athletes and other sports and what's going on in uh, – in athlete, athletics and the uh, the natives to watch coming up in, in this uh, upcoming year. So thanks so much for being here, man. Tell us, um, I guess, well, let's start with, um, tell me a little bit about yourself or tell the audience about yourself. And, uh, and, you know, of course, tell us who you're rooting for this year and where who your teams are. Hey, Paul, it's uh, nice to be back uh, on your shows again. Always enjoy coming back. Uh, thanks for inviting me back. And uh, always a good time uh, being on uh, powwows.com and their affiliates. Uh, but again, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Brent Cowley. Uh, I am one of the co-founders of indiansports.com. Um, the other co-founder is John Harjo. Just give him a little shout out there. Um, I am originally from Oklahoma, uh, outside the Tulsa area. And I am a member of the Pawnee nation of Oklahoma. And, um, we started the website, oh, geez, back in the year 
2000 now, so <laughs> we're coming up on 19 years uh, later this fall with uh, highlighting and covering Native American athletes uh, with our website and now our social media platforms, uh, which also can be found at Indian Sports uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, been something that uh, we've been doing for so many years now and been able to visit with so many athletes uh, over the years. And, and now we're starting to see some of their children from some of the athletes that we initially started following uh, start to come up and make their own name for themselves. So that's been really kind of exciting and also dating us at the same time because it's like <laughs> making us feel really old. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit about what Indian sports is, uh, basically just covering Native American athletes and highlighting um, all the wonderful accomplishments that they do on and, and off the field, primarily with the college and professional level uh, athletes, but we do um, highlight some of the uh, younger uh, KC-12 athletes from time to time as well. All right, and, and who are you pulling for this fall? Well, you know, I'm, I was uh, sooner born and sooner bred, so I'm <laughs> always pulling for my Oklahoma Sooners to, uh, you know, get back on the championship level. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, before we get into anything else, um, let's, let's we'll talk college football for a minute. Um, I haven't even looked to see where Oklahoma is right now. How How's their season looking? Uh, you know, they have um, in a – been ranked in, a, in, in at least in the top ten and in, in some of the polls, top five as well. Uh, you know they're they're carrying a lot of momentum uh, with uh, Lincoln Riley as their head coach, yep. and the fact that they had two back-to-back Heisman um, Trophy winners, and they pick up an SEC quarterback from Alabama, Mr. Jalen Hurts, and uh, you know so they're they're um, getting a lot of high marks right now. Uh, I think probably one of the things that's a little, I guess you could say people wanted to see is the offensive line, which was the number one ranked offensive line last season. And they only returned one starter uh, who happens to be native American. And uh, his name is Creed Humphrey. Uh, he's from the citizen band of Potawatomi out of uh, Shawnee, Oklahoma. And he's the only returner uh, from that offensive line uh, this season. So, uh, that's going to be one thing that's going to be a huge test for whoever the running back is or who the quarter back is, how how the, uh, I guess you can say, new offensive line is going to uh, perform. Yeah, I mean, Jalen's an amazing quarterback, but he definitely needs a, needs a line in front of him. Um, I, I did not know that's where he ended up. I knew he left. Um, so that's pretty cool to see that. Um, we did My, my Gamecocks, um, they did the same. We picked up um, – a running back from Clemson, um, who's our rival. Um, but we, yeah, so that's going to be exciting to see how he fits in. Um, hopefully, hopefully makes an impact soon. Um, cause we need it. Toughest schedule. Yeah, you guys, toughest schedule in the country yeah, this year. To, yep. You guys are the toughest schedule in the, in the country at the moment. And, uh, you've got a lot of those road games and, um, uh, are going to be tough at Tennessee and, um, a and M, so it's, yeah, you guys are definitely going to be uh, uh, needing some <laughs> some help there. <laughs> We're going to need, yeah, we need something. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we've you know I, I've been impressed with the recruiting um, that Wilma Champ's done. Um, still not sure if I, I'm all in on him with his uh, game management and his, and his 
um, coaching, but his recruiting is definitely an improvement for where we were the last couple of years of Spurrier. Um, but, I mean, we're going to have to have more than talent this year um, to get through the schedule. We're going to have to have some luck and some balls bounce the right way um, and some people stay stay healthy. Um, and I still don't know that we can come out of this, ske- this, this schedule any better than, you know, seven, eight wins. Um, it's just – it's tough. But hopefully we're building yeah, we're building yeah. something here. Yeah, that you know you know the SEC is uh, you know is always tough uh, year round and uh, on the road. So uh, it, you know it, it'll you know like you said you, you got to start turning those recruits over and, yeah. and turn them into players right away. And it's not you know SEC is not going to wait for you to have a good team. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, and you know Tennessee has not been great the last few years. They're they're starting to improve too. And uh, Florida had a dip, but they're starting to come back as well. So yeah, it's going to be a tough fall. Um, but so while we're talking about college football, uh, you mentioned the lineman there for for Oklahoma. Um, who else can we look forward to seeing this fall? Um, native athletes competing in, in college football. You know the you know in, in talking about the uh, sticking with the Division One. Uh, for college football, uh, probably the biggest name out there right now is Mason Fine, uh, who returns for his senior year at the um, uh, for the North Texas uh, Mean Green Football Program. <laughs> um, he actually he actually comes in as the the leading passer in the nation for Division One this season. Hmm. Um, Due to the fact that you know a lot of the bigger schools had um, their quarterbacks go into the draft um, or whatever or graduate, so he really literally comes back as the number one passer in the country. And the school recently um, started a um, six for Heisman campaign, where six is his um, his number, and so he's actually um, one of the top ten candidates uh, in the early early Heisman race. So. Uh, he's definitely going to be someone to watch. He's uh, uh, has all the passing records at the uh, University of North Texas at the moment, and like I said, he's he's basically on every watch list at the moment for uh, top player in the country, whether it's Davy O'Brien or uh, Heisman or awards like that. He's definitely one of the uh, Native American quarterbacks and uh, uh, best not just Native American but best quarterbacks in the in the country, and he's a proud member of the Cherokee Nation and in the past has, has aspirations to run for the chief of the tribes as well. So uh, he's definitely going to be um, someone to watch. And the school, the president, the football program has embraced his uh, Cherokee heritage uh, as well, which has been really neat for us to follow as well. Oh, that's cool. So um, yeah, I'm I'm just going to try to Google it here, but I'll, I'll ask you, are they going to play anybody this year that we're going to be able to see him on TV or um, you know, do they have any highlight games that we may catch him somewhere? You know, the uh, North Texas uh, plays in the Conference USA, um, so you're probably not going to see him um, like on a Saturday game or um, anything like that. You know, the Conference uh, USA will be on uh, – uh, ESPN three uh, and their own uh, conference network as well, um, but probably the the um, 
big games that they would have um, that would be on probably a national platform is they play at Cal in California. So that will be on the Pac-12 network. Um, hopefully people can catch them on there. And, of course, uh, he'll be on uh, ESPN3 um, against SMU on September 7th. So those are some of the bigger TV platforms, but mainly after that, they'll just be on the, the conference uh, USA um, either um, streaming online networks. Yeah, the cow. That, yeah, I might be able to catch that somewhere. Um, that's cool. That's cool. That'll be fun to watch him. Um, oh, it looks like they're yeah, actually they're, they're coming to Charlotte. Huh, that's just right up the road. Um, I have to look and see what we're doing that weekend. That might be fun to go see. Yeah, man. Hey, you know, Indian sports is always looking for, um, <laughs> you know, photographers, writers, and we can get you the press credentials, and you know, we'll put you to work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, um, we had a great time. I took my family um, when I did the baseball game for you. We, that was a blast, or so, it was softball. Um, uh, USC. Um, I'll have to check my schedule because um, we were talking before the show started about uh, schedules and, and you were mentioning your, your kids. Uh, I have one daughter who is now a sophomore in high school and my fall is dedicated to marching band. Uh, starting, oh, okay. starting tomorrow is uh, their first performance and uh, we will be at you know, high school football games and competitions pretty much the entire fall. So I got to see um, – I'm missing one of her competitions to go to the Morongo powwow, so I can't miss another one. Um, but we'll have right. to see if that week, if they, when they come to Charlotte, is on an off weekend. That would be cool to go up and see. Cool. All right. So um, we got a got a quarterback, a Heisman Trophy candidate. That's going to be fun to watch. We'll definitely have to follow and see where he goes this this season. Uh, who else we got? Okay. okay, and you know, sticking kind of with the uh, mid mid. Uh, conference players we have a another offensive lineman uh, by the name of Teton Saltz um, who's Aglola Lakota at a Pine Ridge uh, New Mexico and um, he is a lineman for the University of New Mexico the Lobos and he is actually on the Warfel Trophy uh, watch list this season and uh, he's a real uh, you know, Teton, someone you really got to have on your um, your podcast or uh, other platforms because he's a, he's a well-spoken uh, young man. He's working towards getting his law degree while he's at the UNM, and he knows football is not going to be something that's uh, uh, a long-term you know career for him. So he's making plans to you know get his law degree and. See, see how far um, you know sports can take him, but he's definitely uh, he's a definitely NFL size lineman, and he definitely has the footwork and the speed where he could play at the next level. But you know he's also preparing in case that dream doesn't come true for him. So uh, he's a well well spoken on the issues that are going on in uh, his reservation as well as um, issues nationwide for Native Americans in general. So he's he's. Uh, just a really uh, great kid, and, and I'm looking forward to watching him this year. We were actually able to cover one of his games uh, last season at uh, when they played Wisconsin on the road. Um, so that was a real treat for uh, for us to you know cover at the in Madison there. That's awesome. But he's definitely some yeah, but he's definitely someone to uh, keep an eye on, and he's basically he was uh, um, 
uh, one of the players that was uh, probably going to be speaking after the game. They brought him for the media day for the conference, um, uh, for the conference uh, that they're in, and uh, so he he's 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 uh, doesn't have any um, qualms about speaking in public. Very cool. It's it's great to hear um, when these kids uh, t- take full advantage of these opportunities to, uh, for their uh, athletic scholarships and uh, you know and and work toward uh, what they're going to do post sports. So that's cool to hear. He's already uh, planning for that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really great. You know, there's been a couple of uh, you know videos that we put out from uh, ESPN and uh, outlets from. The Albuquerque area that um, uh, have him, you know, talking about a lot of these issues and about being a role model in his uh, community and stuff like that. And that's stuff that he really embraces. Uh, like this past summer, he did an internship in Washington, D.C. Um, on talking about some of the issues on the Pine Ridge Reservation. He was able to meet with several House and Senate representatives, including the two Native American women, uh, Sharice Davis and Deb mm-hmm. Holland. So, uh, he's definitely more than just uh, you know uh, the typical uh, football lineman that you can think that people think of, but he's really intelligent, uh, well-spoken, like I said, and really involved in his uh, community as well. That's awesome. Cool. And anybody else on the uh, Division One level? On the Division level, you know, people that are on those type of watch lists, I think that is probably about. Uh, and of course. Uh, uh, Creed Humphrey is also on that watch list as well from, right. from Oklahoma. Uh, but those are probably the, the biggest ones right now. Uh, we have a lot of young players that are um, uh, uh, just getting into some of these bigger programs. Uh, so it will take some time for them to you know start you know making a name for themselves on, on those Power Five type schools and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, but on the smaller level, you know you you have uh, an upcoming senior, Jerry Lou McGee. Uh, uh, for the Montana Grizzlies, who will be finishing up his last season, and he's, and he's been probably the best uh, slot receiver that's in uh, the Big Sky Conference that's been around for the past three, four years. Uh, so he looked look for him to have a, a, a good season um, as well and finish up his career. He's been a great role model for um, people in his community on the Coeur d'Alene Reservation and, and up in the Idaho area and stuff like that. So. Cool. All right. Is that so? Is that it on the uh, on the college football front right now? Yeah, I think on the college football, you know, those are some of the names that come to mind that you know we're looking forward to see how how the season goes for them. And like I said, we're hoping, uh, you know, obviously if, if we had a list from the NCAA, we would have uh, you know more athletes that we could look up and follow. But a lot of what we find through. Um, for our outlet is, is, is word of mouth, uh, mm-hmm. family and friends and relatives that want to share about their, um, uh, their relative or, or family members. So they inbox us with the information and we kind of put them on a list of athletes to follow. Um, every year we always kind of see different reports on Native American athletes and sports and they'll be like, you know, like last couple of years ago they were saying there were 25 Division One Native American basketball players that were males. It's like, we only knew six of them. So it's like, <laughs> where are the other 19? You know? <laughs> so, so, you know, we, we, you know, we're, we're not definitely not the end all of, of figuring out, we know there's tons of Native American athletes out there in college. It's just that, you know, 
we really rely on uh, the people that follow us to provide us with that information because there's just no way in the world we could possibly know who's native on a team and, and who isn't without someone telling us. All right, so there's your challenge, uh, everybody out there. Uh, let us know. Send it in to uh, indiansports.com or send it to us, and we'll make sure we get, get pass it on. Um, but l- let's find out and let's get a you know complete as complete a list as we can of all those native athletes. Um, all right. All right so oh, I, I do want to add one more yeah. there to your your neighbors there to the north is uh, Ryan Willis, um, who's the starting quarterback for Virginia Tech out of the ACC. Um, he uh, is really close to breaking a lot of the passing records already um, at Virginia Tech. Uh, he's a member of the Cherokee Nation um, uh, out of the Kansas uh, area, is where he was born, but his family is from Oklahoma. Uh, and so, I look, and he last year he was a starting quarterback uh, for Virginia Tech, and he's in a quarterback battle right now this um, this fall, but. Uh, a lot of the pundits are saying he's probably going to be the starter for the first game and, and uh, go from there, basically. But uh, he's really close where if he could play all the games this season, he probably would back break the uh, Virginia Tech passing record as well. So there's another quarterback uh, 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 to look out for. And Virginia Tech's had some good quarterbacks, so breaking those records, is that's no small feat. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm looking at Virginia Tech's schedule. Uh, well, I was I was hoping I could cheer him on against that uh, team that's a little uh, north of South Carolina uh, or University of South Carolina. Um, that orange team. I was hoping that he could uh, take <laughs> some uh, Cherokee uh, pride up there and, and stomp those guys. But they're not playing Clemson this year, unfortunately. Um, need somebody to go and beat those guys. Um, but that'd be cool to watch. Uh, Virginia Tech, they uh, they've had some ups and downs, but seem to seem to be starting to settle in a little bit. Um, yeah, he, he's a, he's a transfer from the University of Kansas. Played his first two years at Kansas, and when was able to uh, uh, get in a few games, and uh, when they hired, seems like Kansas is always hiring a new coach every two years. So. <laughs> You know, one one of the coaches that came in, he decided to you know take his chances uh, elsewhere, and he he landed at uh, Virginia Tech, where he'll be in his last season of eligibility uh, as well. So uh, he'll definitely be playing some games on TV, whether it's the it's the ESPN, ESPNU, and uh, with games with uh, you know Miami and and uh, programs like that that the that they'll play in the ACC. So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's switch gears and talk about the NFL. Anybody to watch this season in the NFL? You know, the NFL, you know, we do have um, some players, um, you know, not, you know, nobody that's on a Wheaties box. By any <laughs> uh, but we do have some uh, players that are um, uh, trying to make rosters and some who are already on the rosters. And, you know, one player that's already on the roster is uh, James Winchester, who is a uh, long snapper for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he's been with the program for about three years now. And uh, he's a member of the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma and played his uh, college football at the University of Oklahoma uh, as well. And, you know, he's he's a long snapper, so he comes in to hike the ball for punts 
and for um, extra points uh, and stuff like that. So he's you know had a great career with the with the you know Kansas City. Like I said, I think it's his third year now, so he's doing really well there. And uh, you know, I'm hoping there's a player also out of Oklahoma. His name is Poppy White, um, who just finished up his college career last year at Ohio. Um, uh, university, um, where that was coached by Frank Solich. Um, but now he's on the um, Tennessee Titans um, uh, trying to make the roster cut before the season starts as a, as a wide receiver. So we're really hoping that Poppy can uh, break through. He's a very talented individual. Uh, he, had some, he holds some records at... Um, uh, Ohio uh, University, where he finished up his uh, college career. So we're really pulling for him, where he can end up on the that roster. And he's a member of the Chickasaw Nation of Oklahoma, but he's also Seminole and Creek uh, descended as well. Hey, man, you talking about not being on the Wheaties box? I'll take uh, the league minimum any day. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he's he, yeah. So he's like I said, going through training camp right now, and, and uh, well, um, hoping that he can, like I said, break through and stuff like that. Uh, also, another person going through um, uh, uh, training camp right now is Tyler Bray, who's a backup quarter for the Chicago quarterback for the Chicago Bears, and uh, he's uh, a citizen man, proud me. Um, as well, and uh, he was a backup quarterback in Kansas City for about three years, and uh, obviously when they uh, Kansas City drafted Patrick Mahomes, they really didn't need a slew of backup quarterbacks anymore, mm-hmm. so he got traded to um, Chicago where he's uh, trying to continue his role there as a, as a backup quarterback, so uh, he played out of Tennessee, so... Um, there's an SEC guy for you there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so cool. we're hoping Tyler can, you know, make that make that um, backup quarterback spot, and, and you know he'll be in the league and, and stuff. So uh, also uh, with the another player that we're following this year is a defensive lineman um, uh, out of uh, for the Jacksonville um, Jaguars. And he's got an interesting story because he played football in Canada um, huh. growing up. And his name is Eli Anku. And he's a defensive lineman for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's First Nations Cree um, out of Canada. So he is someone that uh, held a football camp on his reservation this summer for uh, Indigenous youth and other minorities in his community where he grew up. And so he's really um, getting out there uh, and embracing his community and giving back uh, uh, as well. So we're really excited about following him and hopefully we can get to uh, some of his games and get an interview as well. Oh, that's really cool. Um, and that reminded me of something, you know, something we hadn't talked about before, but um and maybe for some of the listeners listeners that aren't as familiar with um, some of the the native sports and, and leagues out there, um, I know um, 
basketball is huge on a lot of reservations. Um, mm-hmm. Where are some uh, some of these big uh, tournaments and um, gatherings of some of these uh, native teams? Where um, and do you know off the top of your head some of these that we could look for this year and kind of where we could see go and see some of these uh, up and coming players? Um, are you uh, you're talking about like uh, underclassmen? Yeah, yeah, the high school and, and the um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I think uh, when you, when you talk about some some of the the bigger known uh, tournaments that people can attend, the the one that comes off the top of my head is the Native American Basketball Invitational out in Phoenix, Arizona, or most people call it Navi or Navi. Um, that's probably that is actually that is the largest Native American high school where they have tournament where they have 64 girls teams and 64 boys teams total um, go through um, a week of, of tournament play, uh, round-robin play and tournament play. And uh, they do it in the uh, Phoenix area. And that that's the one that's just, you know, just so huge. It, it's something, you know, it, it, to me it's something that even if you're not a basketball fan uh, or a sports fan, it's just something to see so many Native American teams from all across Indian country from the East Coast, from the Midwest, from the West Coast, and of course from the Southwest and up north. We were talking about the uh, the Navi tournament, which is a, an incredible tournament. I haven't gone before, but I've you know seen the coverage and seen the pictures. That is a, a great spot if if people are really interested to go and see um, some of these young native athletes uh, really be showcased in a really unique way. Um, what time? You know when when does that take place? Uh, that takes uh, place in the summertime, and uh, this past season it was in June, I believe, near the end of June, and um, it uh, happens, um, like I said, every summer. It's kind of the kind of the end all. I shouldn't say the end all, but it's kind of the big end of the end of the uh, summer type tournament uh, where everything builds up to it. Um, but the big, the, the the kind of the big tournament that kicks it all off is the Lakota Nation Invitational, uh, which takes place in Rapid City, South Dakota, in December. Um, that was uh, started in 1976 as a place for uh, all the reservation teams to come together in one place and have a tournament uh, because some of them. Uh, don't get to play each other because of travel costs and stuff like that. So it's it's a huge tournament that ha- happens every December in uh, Rapid City. Uh, a lot of Lakota teams. There's some teams that are uh, invited outside outside of the Lakota Nation to attend and participate. But what's really neat about that, uh, uh, unique about that, is it's not just uh, basketball. Um, they also do volleyball tournaments. They do archery. They do hand games, they do knowledge bowl, uh, stuff like that. So uh, it's really all-inclusive uh, cultural events and other sporting uh, events as well. So it's really go- it's really grown, and um, it's exciting to see. Like I said, they have wrestling and cross-country art shows and stuff like that. So um, that's the, the tournament that really kicks everything off uh, with kind of the bigger um, basketball tournaments. Uh, another good tournament, like you said, nationally is going into Oklahoma. There's a tournament that's called the March Madness Tournament uh, or Madness in March uh, during the spring break time in March. Um, 
that is not as big as the other tournaments, but what has happened with this tournament every year, usually the best teams show up for that tournament. Uh, you know, a lot of these other tournaments, you have teams that just want to get together. Uh, but what you see at the Madness in March is you see the best players. And um, what's really unique about their tournament is not only do they kind of have it in a rural area of Oklahoma, but they've all, they've had the most Division One athletes come out of that tournament than any other tournament. Um, so it's, it's a real kind of hidden gem. Uh, a lot of the coaches in the Midwest will attend uh, that tournament for uh, recruiting and stuff like that. And then the tournament that's literally like a few weeks just off of that, that's a big national tournament, is called the uh, Denver All-West uh, Tournament, which is in Denver, Colorado. Um, and that's a huge tournament as well, where there's a lot of college coaches um, that uh, attend that tournament as well. And so those probably are the four biggest national tournaments that you can see that are uh, across the United States, um, where you're going to see some of the up-and-coming talent, uh, future talent, and stuff like that. Yeah, those are those are cool, uh, great places to go and, and see some of this. I, I um, definitely want to try to make it one of those. Uh, I think that's a great way to highlight some of these uh, young athletes. Um, all right, so we talked about the NFL. We talked about college football. I mean, pretty much, you know, those are the two sports I watch. Um, everything else is uh, secondary. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, but I know we've got um, we've got s- several natives to watch in and basketball and some of the other uh, sports going on. So, so tell us about some of those athletes we need to be watching for this year. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, you know, one of my uh, favorite programs to follow and my alma mater actually is the Haskell Indian Nations University uh, women's volleyball team. Um, they, over the past four years, have made a, a – a, a good run, a good run with the seniors that they have throughout the program, and it culminated into a conference championship last season, uh, which was the first time in um, school history that the women's volleyball team had won a conference championship. Uh, and they have two returning seniors, and they have a lot of young talent, a lot of height this year, uh, a lot of recruiting was done, and. A lot of girls are interested in taking their talents to the Haskell Nations University Women's Volleyball Program. So I'm really excited to see how their um, season goes. Um, I was just at their practice uh, earlier today where they were scrimmaging, and I'll be posting some highlights and stuff like that soon soon enough. But um, they look uh, really sharp, the seniors, and some of the underclassmen look um, promising, and, and some of the sophomores and juniors are uh, really uh, coming along. So it should be an exciting season uh, that I'm excited to looking forward to. So that's one program in the volleyball arena. Uh, also this year, uh, I'm looking forward on the cross-country side um, uh, for the University of um, Antelope Valley out in California. Um, they hired the Bacon cross-country coach, who's Native American. Um, it'll be his first season out there coaching cross-country and track, and basically kind of what he's done since he took the head job um, this past spring is he's went out and recruited a lot of the Native American top talent that's out there. And so I'm looking for them to be um, 
you know, there's not going to be a program that's going to be, we're going to be good in two or three years. I, I, I would expect with some of the recruits that I've seen that he has, that they're going to be making a lot of waves nationally in the NAIA. So definitely looking forward to um, covering and, and following their program uh, on, on the cross-country side of things. That's great to hear. Yeah. But yeah, that's, those are, you know, what we got going on now. And, you know, what the beauty part thing about Indian sports is, you know, we cover um, sports that are in season. So, you know, I don't even have to think about basketball until October. <laughs> well, I do, but, you know, I don't have to cover it until October uh, when they start doing practices and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, right now what we like to highlight with the kids is the football, you know, the uh, cross country, the volleyball. Uh, and then on the high school level, if there's some talented um, teams or players out there, we'll definitely get them a shout out on our website um, or Facebook page um, as well. Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, fast pitch softball or um, other type of high school fall sports that are that are going on, we definitely try to give them a, a shout out every now and then when we can, but definitely on the uh, uh, fall sports side of thing, you know, we, we try to stay in season and stay away from, you know, sports that aren't happening yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I appreciate you coming on and giving us the update and, uh, I love what you do. Uh, like you said, not everybody's going to be on the Wheaties box. Um, but all these athletes are working hard and are dedicated to their sport. Uh, and you know, the, the hours and the work they put into it, um, and the lessons they learn from it are all, you know, incredible for these these young kids and, and student athletes um, and pros. Um, so it's great to have a place where we can all go and kind of find out who these athletes are and uh, give them some recognition and get and get them highlighted. So really appreciate what you do for all these native athletes. Well, I, uh, thank you. And, you know, when we started Indian Sports, you know, that was the whole goal is to get these kids some highlights. Uh, and not just so people can see in their community, but also people who live outside that community who um, can have a chance to follow them. Like you said, you know, there's player, there's probably a native athlete at a college playing in your local area. Uh, so, you know, get out, support them, go see them, go say hi. Just say, I appreciate what you do because as a college athlete, I mean, that's, you know, they're away from home, they're away from the community, they're away from the culture, and just to see other Native people, you know, that's going to help them get through college, you know, or help them get through the day or, or the week or the game or something like that. So that was another reason we started in sports is we wanted people to not just know about these athletes. We want you to get out of your couch and chair and go see them because they're probably playing in your area some weekend somewhere. For sure. That is great. Um so that's yeah. There's your challenge. Everybody, go out and uh, support our native athletes this this season. Um, and while you're while you're doing that, please say a prayer for my Gamecocks. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need it. Well, oh, man, thanks exactly. again. Um, I appreciate you coming on again. I, I love uh, when we get to talk some sports and uh, really highlight what's getting ready to come up. So thanks for being here again. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Power Life Podcast. We appreciate you being here, and I'm hoping your team has a great fall season. Unless, of course, you're the Clemson Tigers. 
today's music is from Southern Boys. Check them out wherever you get your music. Apple, iTunes, or Amazon Music, or Spotify, wherever. Check them out and download their tracks. Again, I am really appreciative of all your support. Be sure to share the show. Let your friends know about the interviews we're doing here at Pow Wow Life. Thanks again, and we'll see you down the trail. Good luck. Here is this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.